Greg, I have a pitch for you. Shoot. It is a adaptation of a classic anime and manga series starring big American celebrities. Uh, it's going to be directed by uh, the Wachowskis, uh-huh. so you know it's going to be a real wild, frenetic trip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's going to have uh, the color palette of an M&M store eating a rainbow uh, in the style of a Technicolor drug trip. I have some notes. Welcome everyone to I Have Some Notes, the show where we take a magnifying glass, and in this case a kaleidoscope, to uh, uh, movies uh, that, that were perhaps uh, uh, overlooked or, or need some work, need some, some editing, uh, and we're going to see what we can do uh, before the drugs kick in. So, <laughs> I Have Some Notes is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB Financial. Uh, I'm Liam Kreswick, and I'm joined here with Greg Beaver. Hello! And Scott C. Bourgeois. It's me! <laughs> and uh, yes, today we're going to be talking about the film from 2008, Speed Racer. Da, 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 go Speed da, Racer! Da, go Speed da, Racer! Da, go. Da, da. Spin, 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 spin! <laughs> Freeze! Power pose. Uh, yes, this is, a, this is a film from 2008. It is a uh, quite the trip. It was... It was very much uh, critically maligned, uh, very much overlooked, and uh, I wanted to choose this as our as our first, your first go around, my eh? first film of, of my run, just because it was it, it's just something I was thinking about recently. I saw it in theaters when it came out, and I was like, "What was that movie?" <laughs> uh, I feel like that's good. I have some notes. That's bothered. definitely what I thought after yeah. finishing watching it was, "What was that?" <laughs> so. Yeah, and it, it, it definitely was uh, not well received in its time, but it, upon research, it's got a bit of a cult following now. It's got some some fans, and I definitely think it was worth a second I look. I think our listeners are fans of this movie. Yes. Yeah, uh, we put out a call for listener suggestions, and most of them were, how dare you? Yeah, <laughs> which, I mean... To be fair, that's a lot of the comments that we get from our listeners. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> we uh, some of those seem tongue in cheek, though. Like, yeah, the the sweet spot for our show is movies that are sort of okay, but kind of meh, and those are also the kind of movies that generate a cult following usually. Yeah, yeah. So you end up with one or two passionate people who are just like table flip. How dare you even suggest it's not the perfect <laughs> film? And this was one of those movies, <laughs> very much so. Um, but yes, it was uh, directed by the Wachowskis. It was based on a 1960s anime and manga series of the same name, Speed Racer. I don't know about you guys. I have fond memories of the cartoon as a kid. I saw it a little bit. I I remember watching it as a kid, but I remember nothing about it. <laughs> I, the all. theme song too. Like I I I hear go Speed Racer. Yeah, go, I, think, I think that's about all I remember. I couldn't couldn't tell you anything other much about it, but I, I think similar experience. Uh, it starred Emile Hirsch, uh, Christina Ricci, John Goodman, Susan Sarandon, Roger Allman, and Rain, uh, among others. How did they manage to land this cast for this movie? Like, it is star-studded. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is a pretty stellar ca- cast, yeah, for yeah. sure. And, I mean, they're... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this right now up front. No problems with the casting in this yeah. film. No. Everyone is just hitting it out of the park. I, I have a few only in looking up details about this. The people they overlooked or, or, or sorry, passed on it or, or considered... Just like uh, what a, what a cast that would have been too. I, I really don't think they wow, could have gone a, specu- wrong with any a speculative of the cast that is somehow even better. Wow, even, yeah, it's it's incredible. But uh, it it uh in its uh, in its day though it it did uh, it only made ninety three million in the box office, which is unfortunate because it had a budget um, of a hundred and twenty. Yeah, that is a, a massive bomb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is generally considered to be a box office bomb. It did not make its money back. Um, Which is one of the reasons we've never seen the sequel that they were yes. hinting about. Although this is like back in 2008 and when DVD sales were a thing. So mm-hmm. it may have made it mo- its money back eventually. Yes. But certainly if they're not to- willing to make a sequel to Dread, <laughs> despite the fact yeah. that Dread did gangbusters out of theaters too, they're never going to make a sequel to Speed Racer. No. Just forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it also makes me, it was, I think, one of the last times we heard from the Wachowskis for a while. Uh, I, I, I think that might have also maybe had something to, to do with it. Um, well... Cloud Atlas was quite a few years away. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there was kind of a gap there, wasn't mm-hmm. there? Yeah. And now they're making The Matrix 4. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. news uh, just recently landing as of the recording of this podcast. Yeah. Hot off the heels of, uh, of Sense8, which is, was a stellar TV show that they produced. Indeed. 
Yeah, there was there was uh, yeah. I guess Sensei would have been. Oh no, even uh, Sensei was was much more recent. Yeah, it was it was Speed Racer, Cloud Atlas uh, from from our uh, uh, from the Wachowskis. Uh, it uh, it didn't like I said. It got quite panned by critics and fans at the time, and and like we established, it has a bit of a cult following. But during basically, even Rotten Tomatoes is still not kind to it. It's got a forty percent <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, sixty percent audience vote. It was very divisive, uh, and and I think time has been kind to it, but. Well, I mean, between that audience vote and that critic vote, you've got 100% right there. So (laughs) That's one way of looking at it. Uh, I looked up some uh, some some interesting things. Like I mentioned, I thought the the cast that could have been was was quite interesting. Joseph Gordon Levitt, Sheila Booth, and Zac Efron were all uh, potential speed racers. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joseph Gordon Levitt went on to do GI Joe: Rise of Cobra. Oh, interesting choice. And uh, Labouf did uh, Transformers. So really, you know, pick your eighty. You know, pick your pick your, pick your classic cartoon property. And, yeah, uh, Shia, Shia LaBeouf probably came out the best on top of that. Of those yeah. Ones, huh? <laughs> Uh, and then the one that blew my mind is uh, before Matthew Fox was Racer X, Henry Rollins was considered. Wow, uh, that would have been wild. And that would have been cool as shit. <laughs> uh, it was also the first Wachowski movie in HD. Yeah, okay. Which is, which is good. I Also, one of the things I don't know about you guys I really liked about it, when I saw it in theaters and now it's not in 3D, it is... Too good for 3D. <laughs> like <laughs> you don't need it doesn't need doesn't to be in 3D it. at no. all. <laughs> 3D would somehow like cheapen it. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think it was Matt Bowes uh, from the the Bollywood podcast who suggested that one of the fight scenes uh, uh, he was sure was in 4D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this one was uh, I just I thought was uh, uh, just sort of a funny little tidbit. Uh, but uh, apparently at some point. Um, uh, PETA and the American Humane Association got mad over mistreatment of animals. Um, I don't know which animal. Because Chim Chim. Because yeah. Chim Chim, the, the, the chimpanzee. Uh, and uh, it's because apparently someone, someone like the, the chimp bit a trainer and then the trainer like backhanded him and then everyone got mad. Oh, no. Uh, so unfortunately, this, uh, this film does not get PETA or the American Humane Association's stamp appro- of approval. Stamp of yeah. approval. So, uh, <laughs> make of that what you will. Perhaps that hurt the box office take. <laughs> Well, that's why I didn't see it. Well, you, I was like, as Pete is not on board, I'm say, not going. They say don't work with kids or animals. Yeah. No. Because either will bite you. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I'm sure I'm not sure why they didn't just computer animate Jim Jim. Mm-hmm. That's actually kind of a shock that they used a real animal. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Everything. It, it was a directorial choice. Yeah. There were a lot of choices in this movie. This, oh, yeah. This movie was rife with but, choices. But we will get into that as we, yeah, we delve further will. into the podcast. Uh, even even the trailer for this this film is is a wild psychedelic trip, and uh, it's unfortunate we're only going to get the audio of it because <laughs> really it's the, the the meat and potatoes of this film is the visuals. <laughs> I have an idea. Just like uh, uh, get a whole bunch of color dye, mm-hmm. throw it into the little into the water, and just like <laughs> do that. Put your you face put, in it, yeah. and then listen to the trailer. <laughs> do that thing where you put your finger in your eye and push really hard, and then close it. So you weird kaleidoscope vision. Yeah. Uh, that'll accompany the trailer quite nicely. Your son seems to be interested in only one thing. All he talks about, all he seems capable of thinking about, is automobile racing. Racing's everything. For my family, it isn't just a sport. It's way more important than that. It's like a religion. Are you ready to become a real race car driver? Then sign that contract! He's just trying to scare you, son. What you do behind the wheel of a race car has nothing to do with business. You walk away from me, you walk away from this deal, no matter how well you drive, you won't win, you won't place. I guarantee you right now, you won't even finish the race. You think you can drive a car and change the world? It doesn't work like that. Maybe not. But it's the only thing I know how to do, and I gotta do something. Since childhood, Speed Racer has lived and breathed racing. 
He idolized his brother Rex and dreamed of becoming a record-setting racer just like him. When Speed's father pops and his brother have a falling out, his world is rocked when Rex begins to earn a reputation as a dirty driver. Soon, tragedy strikes when Rex dies in a dangerous cross-country rally race. This seems like enough plot for a full movie, right? Well, you're wrong! This all takes place in the first five minutes, and the next 130 minutes are like playing F-Zero after swallowing a gas tank's worth of heroin. Go Speed Racer! Go Speed Racer! Go Speed So, you <laughs> the thing that I really appreciate about the Wachowskis mm-hmm. is, like we were we set up just before the trailer, is that they make choices. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're going to go into anything that the Wachowskis have directed, you are not going to see something boring. No. It is going to be interesting. It may not be good, <laughs> but it will be interesting. Oh, yes. Um, I, I loved uh, Sense8. It was a uh, a baller uh, television show, and uh, and I really appreciated how uh, unabashedly progressive it was, um, and it was uh, you know, and it was also sort of teachable for for those of us who uh, uh, who are not uh, closely aligned with the uh, the you know queer communities and things like that. Um, so it was a it's it was a great show, and um, that TV show ends on a cum-soaked rainbow dildo. And that, my friends, is a fucking choice. (laughs) (laughs) How do you guys feel about the Wachowskis? What's your temperature gauge on on the Wachowskis? I I mean, I I enjoy all their choices. Like, yeah, it it really... Uh, I have a fond memory of all the uh, the all the Matrix films, yeah, uh, including that weird animated shorts one that came out in between. I was like the right age for that. The Animatrix, yeah. The Animatrix. Um, There's something to be said about having ambition uh, when you're working in a creative field and being willing to take risks that may or may not pan out. But still having the uh, the courage to to take those chances, and there are there are movies the Wachowskis have made where I'm just like, eh, I'm not certain that worked. But I respect that you decided to do that. Mm-hmm. And this this film is kind of in that same ballpark, except that I think that they actually do very well with their choices in this movie. Actually, because mm-hmm. this. This is them trying to put like this this film overlaps in the Venn diagram with Into the Spider-Verse in an interesting way. And I'm specifically bringing up Into the Spider-Verse because it is generally considered to be a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Um and the reason for that is partly because they use the visual medium to uh do things that you could not do if that film was not animated. And that's because they're trying to put in some ways a comic book on screen. And it's the same here. They're trying to put a comic book on screen more. So I think even than the old cartoon, I think that they're, they're trying to put like a manga on screen and they succeed in a very interesting way. And they're using a visual language that I don't think you could see outside the genre of film. And I kind of respect that. Like I have, I had just have tremendous respect for them deciding to do that and just being like, this might make people not understand the movie. Yeah. And that's clearly like, that's what happened. Yeah. And yet now we see into the spider verse, which makes some of the same choices and people are like, this is the greatest thing. So maybe speed racer was just ahead of its time. It's, I had not considered the, the visual, like, like comparing it to into the spider verse. Cause they share a lot visually. That's really, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I, um, the opening sequence alone is just—it's so <laughs> wild, and I, and I, uh, I respect the ambition of of uh, trying to tell, try, trying to put all the exposition into into the in by intercutting it through the yeah. uh, the opening race. I think that was I think that was interesting. It didn't necessarily work for me, um, and 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 it's hard, kind of hard to explain why either. Um, it was kind of a lot coming at me at once, and uh, um, I almost feel like if uh, I had watched the 
um, the the cartoon more as a kid and had a, had fonder memories of it, it might have made that experience better for me because I would have had you know a, a, a knowledge ahead of time of who the characters were and and uh, and who I was seeing on screen. But I felt like I was I was constantly trying to play catch up with what was happening, and uh, that kind of uh, took me out of the experience a little bit. I think that the opening might actually work better on a second viewing, if that makes sense. Yeah, because now you're familiar with all that stuff because you've you've lived it through the first viewing. Going back and watching it a second time, I think it would be more more coherent in a weird way. Because it it not only sets up his story, but you get you get every character's perspective. Every there's there's a scene of every character lowering binoculars (laughs) and saying their core philosophy. Essentially, like the kids, like is he gonna do it? I hope he doesn't. Junkers like I hope he I hope he doesn't. (laughs) Trixie's like oh look at like. it's just you meet his whole family and other racers and him and his past and self, you're introduced to and, the world and the world and right and it's like yeah and it you serves get up a lot and you get critical information about uh speed racers racers backstory and his motivation with his with everything with his brother being interspliced in yeah. so yeah there's a there's a, there's a lot going on it's a very it's a very hot intro i would say like it's yes yeah, it, it, but it just I don't know. It's just it, I wish it was paced out a little slower. I feel I kind of liked it. It had a bit of a like strap in nerd. We're going speed racing. <laughs> like drop in nerd. We're going speed racing. Like it just like gra- grabs you by the neck and goes. So, um, but I, I can see I can see that for sure. I have a sense that I'm going to be the one that that's uh, coming a bit on a bit in on the uh, negative side on this film a little bit for the podcast. well. There was I definitely found things that that did not work for me, but I I do, I do think the thing I liked sort of most overall from the visuals to the story was it was a genuinely earnest film. Like it 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 took itself the right kind of seriously. Agreed. It yeah, was, it was a truly just like an, an earnest like. Yeah, I didn't find that. I didn't find it was off in tone or anything yeah. like that. I was that. just going to bring that up. Actually, I think it was tonally very consistent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked the pacing, like it's breakneck pacing, which I is kind of maybe thematically appropriate for a movie about speed racer, mm-hmm. where it's just like hop in, here we go, we're not stopping till the end. Yeah, but there are like there are still ups and downs in the roller coaster of the story. And I thought that it was paced really well in that you, you'd have like comedic bits and you'd have more serious introspective bits and you'd have crazy racing and it was all spaced out in a, in an understandable way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Anything specifically that you would keep like what, what, what really worked? Well, the cast first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody, nobody does poorly in this film. Everyone is a hundred percent committed to this film. Yeah. And, I'm astonished that they managed to cram so many characters into this movie. Like this movie is just packed wall to wall with characters and no one is just in the background. Mm -hmm. Everyone has business that is important to the plot. Everyone has like a moment where they get to like talk to the camera. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like everyone has stuff to do. And the fact that they managed to juggle that so well astounds me because it would have been so easy for like Susan Sarandon's character mama to just be in the background. Yeah. But she has stuff to do. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm astonished. I'm astonished at how much they managed to squeeze into this film. Yeah. (laughs) I'm astonished at how much Emile Hirsch looks like the cartoon speed racer. (laughs) That's almost perfect casting from a look, just the look itself. Um, I liked the villain. Royalton was quite good. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he was, Probably the the strongest performance, I think. He was really just chewing the scenery. Anita Anita was saying, uh, after I made her watch the movie, uh, they should have just cast Tim Curry because clearly they wanted him to be Tim Curry. (laughs) He really, yeah. (laughs) He's he's doing a real which is handy. which is a disservice to uh, was it Roger Allen? Yeah, um, I had it here. Uh, Roger Alm. Yeah, Alm. A L L A M. Um, I I. Visually, the movie is yeah. a trip. Yeah, right? it's, it's hard to sort of be like, I liked when they used pink and blue swirl, but I didn't like the black and red checkers. Like, it's a little, yeah. <laughs> um, my, there's there's my, definitely a, there's a lot coming at your eyeballs at yeah. all times. My one, my one complaint about the visual aspect of the film, and it's pretty minor, is I wish that the... Uh, racing scenes had just been just a little more um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, composed or um, like contrasting? Like, like no, it's it was it was they were going by, and I again I understand it's a speed racer movie. Things need to be going fast, but it was almost too fast, and it made sometimes it was easy to kind of lose what was going on in the action because there's so much happening at once. So I wish that it was more coherent, I guess. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Like, I'm going to point to Mad Max Fury Road, yeah, which is basically a giant car chase, like, yeah. from beginning to end, but it's super coherent. You can always follow what's happening because it's very well composed, mm-hmm. and I kind of wish that the racing in this had just just a little bit more. Yeah, the tracks were kind of, the tracks too were kind of nebulous in their shape. At no point did they really give you an other than like this danger is coming up ahead. You didn't really get a, yeah. a sense yeah. of like it's loops and turns for the sake of loops and turns. Like there's really no you don't even really get a they, sense they of the really did look like Mario Kart tracks. Yeah, yeah. You don't get I a good sense of geography because the the entire movie is is um, composite images. Like there's no depth of field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember who someone else pointed that out, and I, and I'm sorry I don't remember who you were, but. Like, it, you know, the I think that was a very interesting stylistic choice because, like, you know, cartoons trying, cartoons don't have depth of field, and you're also you're trying to make it look like a comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but it does have because there's so much going on on screen, it does have the effect of of um, making it difficult for your eye to know where you should be yeah. focusing on, and that might have been part of the problem. Uh, with the the racing scenes in in uh, specifically, just because you didn't have a, a point to focus on, and there was so much, uh, like every frame was so dense, right, that uh, it was difficult to really parse it. And again, still visually spectacular, mm-hmm. and I still love the look of the film. That's just uh, literally my only real complaint about it. Oh yeah, I don't know if I, I aesthetically this movie was not for me, um, <laughs> and I think. Um, partly, partly because I felt like the quality of the composites kind of varied wildly from scene to scene. Um, and that was a little off-putting. There was, you know, sometimes, sometimes the vehicles looked fantastic. Like sometimes like the Mach 6 looked amazing, but then there's like, uh, there was a scene where Racer X is, is chasing down like some sort of bus truck, something or other. And the truck looked like a first generation PlayStation game like it's just like it just seemed it seemed like there was no middle ground it either looked awful or it looked great there's i noticed a couple backgrounds like that looked like like bad cg just yeah. like really, really lazy cg yeah the, the the fight scene when when they all when they all uh meet, fight in the in, in the, the Conte Cristo the yeah, yeah 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 like that like that scene was all at once kind of like really really wildly entertaining and also like um kind of like frustrating visually because the the backgrounds That's were all so, <laughs> so crappy and uh and it re- it reminded me of um like a like a like a bird demic or something like that where they're <laughs> there is just like they're just using like the cheapest uh video toaster to make some some effects just to just to get their movie done were they kind of trying to uh homage the old animation style though where you kind of had a little bit of hit and miss on especially like your background rendering i think so i i i feel like i feel like they're that the wachowskis don't do anything by accident and i and i i I think that they were trying to um you know ape some of the 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 animation look and and even like some of the some of the backgrounds looked purposely off perspective as well, just like sometimes that happens in cartoons, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of wondered if they were doing that on purpose as well. One thing that um, that I had noticed, and Anita also brought up when she was telling me some of the stuff she liked about it, uh, from a uh, from an editing standpoint, um, especially in um, in the uh, in the cross country race. I can't remember the name of the race now off the top of my head, but can't. Uh- Conta Cristo, County Cristo, yeah, the something Cristo, something something Cristo. When they're when they're having conversations because they're racing as a team and they're having conversations from car to car, they don't actually cut 
between them. Oh, I love they just that kind too. of like swoop to the next car yeah. and then yeah. swoop back. I loved it. And that's just like that's really interesting uh, editing. I thought that was. And it's also it very up. very anime too. Yes, yeah. absolutely. The Casa Cristo Five Thousand. There you go. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one we're talking about. Yeah. But that, it was just it was an interesting way to keep the conversation flowing without just constantly cutting between the cars to just like have the camera switch to the next car as they're like in line going up the hills and yeah, stuff. And yeah, it it's, felt fast. It's, yeah. yeah, it's very very kinetic. The, oh, yeah. the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> Any anything you would cut? Any anything that you that didn't work for you? You see that just needs to go. I don't know if I would specifically um, cut any particular scene no, the, in this movie. The movie's pretty dense as it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like. I would make changes to the opening scene myself, but. Um, if anything, I, don't know, I, I want the movie to be long. <laughs> like, there's so yeah, much in it. Yeah, it could it could stand to breathe a little bit. I, yeah, I can't say that I, I would I, cut too much. I would have cut fifty percent of the kid. I, mm, I yeah, I could have done with just a few less of him as the only source of comic relief. Not only yeah. source, but like it just it was. I like I'm try, I was really trying not to be cynical about the kid. I, but I, I I get why Sprittle and Chim Chim are there. It's because yeah. he was the kid sidekick and the funny animal yeah. uh, mascot character from the cartoon. Yeah, you, you can't and you can't not, not have, have them. them. Oh, for sure. I just like I would like to ha- not have less like fifty percent less, please. No, that'd fair be, enough. That'd be my yeah. I'm going to say something potentially dumb, <laughs> considering the podcast we're doing. But like this movie could have stood. To have a little punch up on the specifically <laughs> on the comedy side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some like of the, I some just, of the jokes are okay. Some I of them are a little think like that. I laughed a whole lot. I, yeah, it was some a of real them were laughable. Actually, I think you know, I, I truly did find that sort of villainous racer guy with the pompadour quite funny. Oh, Snake like, Oiler. Yeah, like the very He's, fun fact: the only villain in the movie from the cartoons. Oh really? Oh yeah. Snake Oiler that. was uh, was one of the cartoon villains. Yeah, I, th- I think that's maybe where they could have got away with more laughs and relying less on a kid being excited to gorge himself on candy as like that you know that classic bit. I, I feel like if uh, if if there was more if there was more comedy overall and it was mm-hmm. more evenly spread out amongst the different characters that I think the movie would have uh, come alive uh, a little bit more. Fair if enough. this movie could come alive anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, one other thing. I didn't think to mention before that I kind of liked mm-hmm. is that as uh, as kinetic as the racing is in this world where they've got cars doing backflips and they've got like cars that are actually axes and are about to like just wreck your entire day that the lethality is super low for as mm-hmm. destructive as the racing is. Yeah. And they establish right out the gate. Oh, the racers are fine. Yeah. Like as bad as the crashes, the racer is perfectly fine. And I think that that was an interesting choice because it it made the movie much safer for kids, if that makes sense. <laughs> and, it, and it meant the stakes it, the stakes were about racing and and winning and things, and but not, not necessarily life and death. Life Ooh, and that's death. a good and, point. And yeah, it also focus it on on what it was supposed to be about, which was yeah. the racing and the and the and and. Uh, uh, whether it was cheating or not and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. the stakes so, are still high even if nobody's life is in Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was, I think that was life, a s- smart so, choice. Yeah. yeah, losing a race is, you know, and, and so that, yeah, they let you have cartoony, you know, you can, not that this happened, but like you can crush someone with a giant cartoon hammer. And they're fine. And they're fine. Yeah. And it's by just having them bubble away off into safety and the, the material goods are ruined. Yeah. I liked it. It was a good choice. I thought it was funny that the cars didn't tires didn't seem to do anything, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like they had no they had so little grip that they are constantly power sliding everywhere. <laughs> I found that amusing. Yeah. Over overall I felt like the 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 racing style I th- I thought was was really interesting. It, it was and, and very said, video gaming. Yeah, you said it earlier. Like it really does feel a lot like Mar- Mario Kart to the point where like later Mario Kart games could have taken inspiration from the tracks from Speed Racer because they look very similar. Yeah. yeah, like the Grand Prix track is basically Rainbow Road, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anything right. else? Are we moving on to changes? Yeah, it doesn't sound like there's... I think it's more of a changey movie than a Yeah, movie. I think I it think, is. I think there's just some things to do. So yeah, let's, I suppose let's move on to uh, fixing this, uh, this film. All right, we'll hit it up right after the break. This episode is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, your source for curiosity-driven coverage of our city cultivated by the community. 
Taproot publishes a weekly arts roundup gathering what's happening in local theater, dance, the visual arts, the literary arts, and more. It's curated by Fonda Mithrush, a veteran of Edmonton's art scene and co-host of I Don't Get It, a fellow member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Subscribe to the Arts Roundup for free at taprootedmonton.ca. LitFest, Canada's original non-fiction festival, runs from October 17th to 27th in Edmonton. Venues across the city will play host to authors and presenters from home and afar, giving their perspectives on true crime, historic mysteries, gender identity, mental health, food culture, and many topics in between. You can see a full list of the presenters right now at litfestalberta.org. There's also a pre-festival series coming October 3rd to 5th, and we'll have a podcast connection, so stay tuned. Get your tickets today at litfestalberta.org. We are back here on I Have Some Notes. We're talking about Speed Racer, and we are going to see what we can do to uh, fix this film. Some rewrites, some changes we would make. Uh, we, we sort of discussed there wasn't a whole lot we necessarily wanted to cut. It was more um, choices uh, that the, the Wachowskis are famous for making that perhaps needed some reconsidering. First choice that they needed to reconsider. Making this a movie. <laughs> Bear with me, because it should have been an eight-part series on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Uh, they should have the, the prescience to understand that Netflix was going to be a huge exactly, thing. Yeah. Exactly. No, this there there's so much crammed into this movie, and I feel like it could have been unpacked a bit and given a little more room to breathe, and that the story could have been filled out more. Um, and the only way to really do that is to turn it into a miniseries. Sure. And five, six, seven, eight episodes, sure, that would have been enough for you to pull the story out a bit, mm-hmm. not have it so condensed. I, I'm kind of imagining that first five, ten minute sequence with the race and the intercutting of all the exposition as, as one like half hour episode, and yeah. I think it would be kind of awesome. Yeah. You know, uh, I think that would really set up the characters really well. It would, I think it would actually be a, like a super good pilot. I think as well, like you could, you could have a couple more races in the mm-hmm. course of the longer series, and you could set up some of those racers who he faces down against in the Grand Prix. So that like the he's he's constantly losing because the system is rigged against him. He comes close time and time again, but victory gets snatched away from him by some cheating racer. And then all those racers are in the Grand Prix and they make a big deal out of these people. We don't really know. But now we have a chance to be like, oh, I hate that guy. And then you get to see them have their comeuppance when Speed wins the Grand Prix, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we get more characters like Snake Oil. Like we get to. Yeah. Yeah. You get to see a whole a whole fun cast of really inventive racers, right? Yeah. And that would be a lot of fun. We, I mean, we got that, but we would get a lot more. They'd have a little more chance to have some texture. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And breathe. And yeah, you get to know them a little bit. And you could. And you, you could all, it could almost be like a racer of the week kind of thing, which I am. Fairly certain that's what the cartoon was? More or less. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I think I think making it, and that's why I said at the beginning, making it longer, yeah. I think would have been a good choice. And the way that you make this longer is not to make it a four-hour movie. Yeah. It's to draw it out into, and I, I'm, I don't even think you need to make a trilogy. I think it would have worked great as a streaming series. Absolutely. Was this a four-hour movie, or or were you, when you were watching, it was time bending around you? <laughs> it kind of felt like it had been a four-hour movie. I know some folks listen to podcasts on like one and a half speed. Like maybe it is a four-hour movie, and you just got it into it. They're like they didn't shorten it; they just sped it up. I mean, um, a, a thematically appropriate choice for a speed racer movie. Um, yeah, it is, however, a movie, and I don't think that's something we can uh, change about it. So one of the one of the fixes I would do: I'll buy you some time to put in whatever you want, uh, Scott, by just again cut half of the kids bit um i don't we don't i didn't there could have been punch up like you said in other spots that we didn't have to rely on the kid um i even would have said like some of the things that the kid and the chim chim get up to spritel and the chim chim get up to i i would have liked to see either sparky or trixie doing because they those two do like i i think you're right that every character gets its moment in the sun but i would have liked to see more from sparky and trixie yeah i'm going to uh pull on the thread with trixie yeah. Because she turns up racing partway through the movie. She takes over for Rain's character. Yeah. Um, I can't remember oh, the name of the character. I got it here. Um, uh, Togacon. Yeah, the Togacon racer. Yeah. Um, Togacon Jr. Yeah. Uh, he's, 
he's been drugged and he's out of the race, but they still need to race. So Trixie subs in for him secretly. Psych. And then there's the reveal that Trixie's racing, but it was never previously established that she's actually a really good driver. And I think that that is something they should have established earlier in the movie. And I have a place for them to do it. Um, and I'll credit Anita for, for some of this idea. Um, they have their little romantic moment up on like makeout point. Mm-hmm. What they should have done is they should have expanded that scene a little and have the had them have a little friendly race up to make out yeah, point. Yeah. yeah. And then there could be a big deal about Trixie's able to keep up with him. Maybe not beat him, but keep up with him. And then they can even he can even comment like you're getting you're a much better driver than you used to be. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, I'm not as good as you speed, and then they can have their little romantic moment in the Mach five. Yeah. And you still could have had that scene where they really get established as being romantically involved but you could add in a little flirty car race up there and that would establish that she's a good driver up front. Yeah. I think for that to work even better they should they cuz they were set up earlier in the film as as being a couple kind mm-hmm. of thing but it would have been more fun if like that was sort of like they're they're coming together like they they kind of like danced around being a couple but that was sort of like the moment where they where they sure. really decided. Yeah. I, I wanna my my note for Trixie as well was was to get some more from her, but sort of the other way where you're you're suggesting something, she does something interesting that's never set up. They set up something interesting with her that's never paid off that I would like to see have paid off. Uh, when they're a kid, there's uh, someone's like bullying Speed, and she has to defend him. She has to like defend Speed. He's not weird. Yeah, she she knocks out that blonde girl. Yeah, she like throws some fists in grade school on his behalf, and so. Uh, I thought it'd be interesting if then in adulthood she has to defend him in another way, like he's being accused of cheating the way Racer X was, or just something where she has to go to bat for him, because um, they set up that she has this relationship with him where she'll 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 go to bat for him, and then other than helping him race, they, we never really pay that off. So I'd, I'd I mean, she does him. punch some people later on, so she's still good at punching. I people. suppose, but. I had completely forgotten that that had happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, I think there's a lot of like I this this actually happened after I finished watching the movie. I went to the Wikipedia uh, for Speed Racer and reread or read the plot summary just to make sure that I fully understood fully everything that was going on. Yeah. Uh, I also I would have loved to uh, see Henry Rollins as Racer X. That's I just once you told me that was an option, uh, it's sort of how I feel about all the Ant Man movies. I'm like, well, um, uh, 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 oh no, his name escapes me. Uh, Scott Pilgrim director Edgar. Edgar Edgar Wright was going to do Ant Man, and I'm like, I don't care who you get now. If it's not Edgar Wright, I've really yeah, like it's that sort of a thing. Like once you tell me what I could have had, it's I thought the guy who played Racer X did really great. Oh, he was great, just not Henry Rollins. I'm sorry, I'm an, I'm an unabashed Henry Rollins the actor fan. Fair enough. Yeah. So big uh, fan of Johnny Mnemonic. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> on the uh, on the topic of Racer X, um, I think he might be a little superfluous to this plot, and yet he's so integral to the Speed Racer mythology. You can't not have him. Yeah, and I might have been more fun to have him be a sort of like a figure who's like, is he a villain? Is he not? Kind of thing. Yeah. The in the cartoon. That's never really in question. Like, it's told to the audience basically right up front, oh, that's totally Rex Racer. Right. Like, we know it, and there's some dramatic irony in that Speed doesn't for most of the series. Yeah. And I, they, I kind of like the way that they tweaked it here, where it's like, is he? Maybe he's not. Or is he? <laughs> like, that's... I thought that was kind of a neat I, I like that quite I don't, a bit. I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't necessarily dislike that part of it. But I uh, but I do think that, like, he, he doesn't really matter a whole lot to the overall plot. So he kind of, like, his... The whole... The the brother thing works well as a, as a motivation for speed. But um, his... Uh, his interactions with uh, with Racer X and and you know calling him out is like you're my brother aren't you and all that kind of stuff like it doesn't actually move forward the the um, the evil racing corporation plot at all mm-hmm. and I and I don't know like it, it just in the encapsulated in this particular movie and sort of forgetting about the racer uh, speed racer mythology for a second like uh, in this movie I think having him be sort of like a more of a mysterious figure throughout. Maybe someone who's ever present in the races, and um, his his actions sort of seem morally ambiguous at first. 
but then start, you know, as we progress through the movie, it starts becoming clearer and clearer that he is actually on Speed Racer's side. In, I think uh, that would be a lot more fun. In the cartoon, as I recall, he's a very, very good racer, but he constantly, like, pulls up just short of speed ever, uh, of beating speed. He And it's very clear that it's because he's helping protect speed in those races. Um and that would be an interesting way to do that too. And again, if the movie had more time, maybe they could have done that. So yeah. in our hypothetical six-part miniseries, <laughs> uh, you could have like the first three or four episodes really be like, "Who's this Racer X guy? Like, what's his deal? What is he doing? Is he a bad guy? Oh no, it turns out he's actually a good guy. Oh no, it turns out he might actually be Speed's brother, or is he? <laughs> or is he? But <laughs> yeah. my, my note with him is much more microscopically detailed i just wish he needed facial surgery as opposed to elect oh like he had he had been maybe actually disfigured Disfigured in the the crash because him being like i have to hide myself from my family i'm not only am i going to wear a half face mask but i'm going to willfully get plastic surgery to like subvert these i'm just like he died in a car crash you could have had him you know uh um survive the crash that you know potentially you know i, I don't know that I just I, I i'm elective elective facial surgery to hide from people does for the well. record that ninja fight partway through the movie mm-hmm. was amazing oh yeah and the fact that he takes a moment in the dark after getting the drop on the ninja trying to get the drop on him to put a mask on is so anime <laughs> like, it, was, it was pitch perfect it was beautiful uh, I also noticed that that uh, Matthew Fox really nails the the cadence of the anime English dubbed actor. Yeah, did you notice that? Like, yeah. it's very very good. <laughs> Actually, really, most of them do. Yeah, it's like everything is hyper animated, and yeah. I I mean not just in the visual style. I mean just the way that the actors are emoting. Yeah, like they're emoting very big, like yeah. cartoon characters. Yeah, in a way that really works for this movie. Yeah, even like Pops wrestling him. Like it just, it just. Oh, the, the, it zooms in on his Greco Roman wrestling <laughs> ring. Hey, uh oh. Yeah. Uh, perfect. <laughs> Pitch perfect. Beautiful. So what are we? What are we thinking then for a fix? Just give it, give it more time to breathe because it was, it was fun. Like I do, I do agree. I think yeah. Like uh, I mean, it's a lot. Make it a series is a weird fix, but it's just there's. It wouldn't so be much the first time we've suggested. No, we've it. done that before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one, I'm going to pitch something at you right. guys, and it might not work. I floated it by Anita, and she was like, "I don't know if it works," um, but I'm just going to float it by you. Cannonball, the uh, the Royalton oh, yeah. Corporation champion, the guy who's going to be in the Hall yeah. of Fame, the guy who's the favorite, who's scripted to win yeah. the uh, Grand Prix. Um, he's set up as a rival. And one of the things that you see in anime oftentimes is like the noble dragon mm-hmm. or the noble demon, I should say like the, the bad guy who, at, who still has a code and is like against you, but also doesn't want to stoop to beat you. And I'm curious if that might have worked here. Um, like Royalton gives him the means to cheat, to win the grand prix. Mm-hmm. And, I f- I'm wondering, would it been an, would it have been an interesting character moment and an interesting change if Cannonball had had the opportunity and chosen not to, because he didn't want to cheat to win, yeah. and he would rather lose fair yeah. than win dirty, and then still have him like at the end of the race after he's lost fair and square, be like that was a hell of a race. Uh, Royalton wanted me to cheat in front of all the cameras. That guy's a dick, and I'm turning on him now. And I'm actually like a decent guy. Yeah, I think that would have been an interesting subversion because I kind of saw his cheating coming. Yeah, like it was it was super telegraphed, and I think it would have been interest an interesting subversion if in the end he decided not to, and like actually likes racing so much that he's like I would rather lose fair and square. Can, can, I like that a lot, and but I'm, but it might not work for the plot. I wonder. I wonder point. if you. What if you added um, the other racer who was a part of the forty nine race? Mm-hmm. The um, the guy who was in the the announcer booth, mm-hmm. right? What if he was racing with the cannonball? They were both in the race, right? And one of them and, is the cheater, and one of them is not. Well, one of them's one of them's the. They're they're both. They're both employed by Royalton. Royalton. Yeah. Um, they they're both instructed to cheat. 
one of them does, and then the other one has a come to Jesus moment, <laughs> and and maybe foils the cheating. In, yeah, in doing so, that, yeah, 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 that could work too. Um, yeah, Nita's Nita's point on that was that Cannonball has to has to cheat and has to get caught cheating because that makes Royalton look worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so I kind of see see that. I'm just wondering if there was another way. I think like, I think it's so that it would be really great if it wasn't if it wasn't speed that uh, revealed that. Um, Cannonball is cheating, but the the other guy, and, and I think there's actually even a space for that to happen because um, there's that moment where uh, Speed's car fails him, and then he you know he has to I don't know mind fuck his car <laughs> into to, starting he has again. To read the car, he has to <laughs> yeah. feel it. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't really face a whole lot of obstacles after that. Um, so, um, you know, uh, maybe that's the, the point where we can add in um, this guy, you know, uh, foiling the, the cheating that's happening from on Cannonball's side. I would have, uh, I'd even go, I want to go back to my Trixie has to defend him at some point and perhaps the cheating gets misapplied uh, to, the, the Royalton's cheating gets somehow uh, um, framed as uh, Speed's doing. Uh, and it is Trixie who reveals that it was uh, Singleton and Cannonball who cheated. Royalton. So it's Singleton. Royalton and... Uh, uh, um, and Cannonball. And Cannonball get revealed to be the cheaters by Trixie's doing uh, in defensive speed. Maybe. Would be yeah, the, I mean, that could give her a little bit more to do. And it, it pays off her uh, her defending him at the beginning. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was... I was trying to find a, a cap for that. So. Um, can I also add, Ben Burns' uh, broadcast partner at the Grand Prix is... Uh, that guy actor Ben Miles, and he should be in more stuff because he's fantastic. What else have you? Would we know him? Well, from? I know him from the uh, British TV series Coupling, where he plays Patrick. Okay. That's where I know him from initially. But he's one of those that guy actors who just turns up from time to time, mm-hmm. and he's delightful, and he should be in more stuff. Nice, fabulous. Well, I, I think other- we. I think did we do it? Do we? Do we mildly? Correct. I mean, we suggested Course some, on some speed possible punch-up for yeah, Speed Racer. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, punch-up, maybe give it... If we're, I mean, series would be a nice way to go, but if not, I think just a little bit of a, a punch-up and, and focusing on set-ups and payoffs, maybe. Yeah. Maybe simplify the visuals. Just a scotch. Mm, just I a think scotch. You're, I don't know if you're alone on that one. All right. I'm going to lose that like on that one. What did the listeners <laughs> say? What did the listeners What say? did the listeners say? Indeed, we have a whole list of listener comments ready to share with you here, but if you want to uh, join our uh, parade of listener comments, you too can get on the note having action. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at I Have Some Notes, and we'll let you know what movie we're going to be doing next and you can get your notes read on the show just like these people have uh so for example uh lori uh lori said no flaws uh all potential flaws mistakes improvements additions and subtractions are just misunderstandings from the viewer (laughs) this is a galaxy brain movie not all can absorb the galaxy brain level and that's okay i don't think that lori's necessarily wrong this is a weird thing to say but we kind of alluded to it in the first half of this movie. I think the movie might have been a little ahead of its time because again, into the spider verse is kind of similar. There's overlap in this Venn diagram Mm -hmm. and it's, it, it won an Oscar. Like it, it keeps getting accolades and it's, I'm not suggesting it's not deserving of any of that, but I'm saying maybe speed racer just didn't come out at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I see what you're saying or just like, use the term of like the the visual language of of film and and perhaps yeah it was marketed to an audience that doesn't have as maybe, i know this is gonna sound super snobby but like as a sophisticated appreciation for the visual language of film mm-hmm. and that's why it's found its audience over the years of people being like oh wait this is a wild trip that's super great to watch yeah like, someone into, into someone this- related to someone who records on this podcast suggested watching this with edibles and i'm just like <laughs> i would i would have lost the plot like 10 minutes in i'd have been like what is happening and i never would have come back uh herman from the modern manhood podcast says is this the start of your movies you love season three question marks this is the only reason this makes sense you know we've done movies that we love in the past sometimes you need to take a critical look at things that you love we did pacific rim yep. and we all thought pacific rim was pretty good yep. but we still picked it apart yeah it's because you love something doesn't mean you can't look at it critically yeah right? yes yeah. so that's the nature the nature of criticism indeed i love star trek and star trek all at once is awesome and terrible and sucks <laughs> <laughs> so. oh we're if anything we're the most vicious to star <laughs> yeah. trek on this podcast 
Uh, Matt Bowes from the Bollywood is for Lovers podcast says, this movie is literally perfect. This has been my note. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, fair. That's I mean, fair. you're welcome to that opinion. That's. <laughs> I can see why someone who's really into Bollywood movies, though, would uh, would get this yeah. movie. Yeah. Love similar sensibilities, yeah, of like earnest fun and yeah. like unironic and like striking visuals yeah. and uh yeah no i i can see i can see overlap in that venn diagram as well uh you know maybe i'll add this uh post post note i want to see a whole bollywood dance number in the middle of this movie i want to see the bollywood version of this movie now. Oh, there very are very few there are very few movies i think that wouldn't benefit from a bollywood dance sequence <laughs> uh alan gould says dial back the racer x he is my bro subplot it never really becomes super relevant that's what you were saying uh anyway uh, keep the character, but just cut the angsty bits, particularly at the end. That's fair. Similar yeah. To yeah. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't necessarily steal all of that, but I did. It was Alan Gould's comment. What was in my mind when we were, when we were chatting earlier. So thank you, Alan. Absolutely. And, uh, cinematolo- cinematological, uh, Robin says, how dare you? I legitimately love this movie and will fight you. Now, okay. To be fair, cinematological, <laughs> is based on the premise of finding things to love in bad movies. Mm. So, yeah. But, uh, I mean, he says he legitimately loves it, so... Yeah. Everybody um, legitimately loves some terrible movies. I, I yeah. do take umbrage with you challenging us to a fight when the obvious answer is a race. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, just, yeah, we'll race you any day. We'll go yeah. there with some of those scooters and yeah, we'll yeah, go around yeah. town. Um, but that was all of our comments. Again, if you want to get in on uh, commenting, uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at I Have Some Notes, and we will read your comments on the show. Um, That's it. Yeah. I guess we're, we're going to wrap her up. Yeah. That, that was a fantastic uh, uh, first episode. I think you're some. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Welcome aboard. Yeah, I think this is a, a lot to chew on and a lot <laughs> to think about. Uh, yeah. I'm, did you, um, how did you how did you, do you do you find the 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 process of watching movies was you, uh, a little bit more critically is or or do you always watch movies really critically lately i have been as i've as i've done more uh long form improv as i've been on a guest on both on your yeah. podcast uh before i, I uh, took over as host um I, I i take a lot from uh dissecting the nature of storytelling yeah uh, and I, I i can't not do it anymore in a way that i, I like I, I like being able to have that perspective yeah. yeah i actually find that like i i i feel like i learn more about cinema from watching mediocre to bad stuff than yeah. i do from watching really good stuff because and- because you 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 see like oh don't do it that way. Yeah. I, I don't do it this way. Either, it's something know? I can get out of a mediocre movie because a good movie is going to sweep you away and you're not going to think about if it's yeah. truly get like into the Spider-Verse at no point was I thinking about the, the mechanics, the mechanics, of, mechanics it, yeah. of the narrative or whatever. I was just like, um, this is a, this is a trip and I'm into it. So yeah. 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 Absolutely. No, my, my film literacy has also increased mm-hmm. since I've started doing uh, that is uh, that is always a good thing. Absolutely, I'm excited to learn and grow with uh, with you guys and our listeners. Yeah, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Like I said, at I have some notes. If you like the show, please consider uh, rating us and reviewing us on iTunes. It really helps out. You can uh, find all of our episodes on the CKUA Radio app or download it from the Apple App Store. Uh, and remember to check out all of our sibling shows over at the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Uh, We have new episodes every second week, so tune in two weeks from now for Kong Skull Island. Greg is so excited. (laughs) Uh, I'm Liam Kreswick. I'm Greg Beaver. I'm Scott C. Bourgeois. Keep watching the skies. Keep watching the skies.